Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Welcome back to Candyland. We have a new announcement about something coming soon to a city near you in January. And you'll have to stay tuned to find out because Jim and I may not even know. Because she may not even know. She's looking around. I'm looking around. I'm like, what's the surprise? But you coming to a city near you? What city are we going to? Are we going together? (laughs) <laughs> I guess everybody will have to stay tuned and listen to us even further into the ether to find out. I swear to God, now I'm nervous and excited at the same time. <laughs> Does your butthole pucker when I say that? A little bit, yeah. And then I was here and I'm like, am I forgetting a secret? Like, I feel like buttholes puckering are a great way to start this episode. Um, I also need to ask you, did you listen to the new episode that I had of Coven I haven't even listened to our new episode I haven't listened to nothing yet um I'm I'm gonna send you the exclusive YouTube video because I had a a kink witch dominatrix on the podcast and okay I'm gonna tell you she came with a it is a dragon dick anal lube squirting dildo and it comes with a pump and everything and she brought it on the podcast and was showing me and it was like near the beginning of the podcast and so in my mind I was like well fuck like if we start this out with like butt play like it's gonna be a great episode and then here we are starting out our episode with butthole puckering and I just feel like I don't know if the universe is over here like listen you need to kinkify your life and take it in the ass or like what's going on (laughs) I feel like there's a sign for you there it's time to bend over and spread them baby you better we need to check the cavity you need dude I we were talking all about she's like there's a whole process to what you should be doing and like if you decide that like butt plays your thing like there's a whole process and I was like you know I don't I don't know I don't think that's what I'm gonna go into but it thank you for the detail it's always good to be prepared you know there's a lot in this world that I don't know about that I'm not exposed to that I've just like never even thought about I'm sure But I do know that a lot of dudes like butt play and they can deny that they do. Y'all can deny it, but a lot of dudes do. And that's crazy to me how many dudes are like even settling in their own sex life because they're afraid to explore things or afraid to do things. But I don't know. I think sometimes learning about it is the only way to know if you're going to like it. I mean... I don't know how I'd like it sober. Like I've done it in the butt fucked up before. And you're like, oh, cool. Like it's fine until you come. And then you're like, can we stop? Um, But it's only happened twice. And I was super fucked up on, I don't know what pills and alcohol, but now I don't do that. So like, I don't, I'm good. Like, I don't know. Also men, there are dudes that like it because your prostate is like basically your G spot for men and it's in your booty. So they just want you to like diddle your finger up there and just, but my thing is like, how do you know? Like, okay. So like learning about like female anatomy, there's not many places you can go. Like it's pretty straightforward what you're going to be doing in my mind. I don't know what to do in someone's ass. Where am I going? What direction am I supposed to go in? How do I know if I'm there? How do you know if you're there, if you've never done it? I just feel like I don't want to explore that territory. And also, like, I just, I can't make myself do it. I've licked booty, though. There you go. Well, (laughs) there we go, everybody. In case you were wondering, you maybe wasn't wondering, but I now know 
Mike's super short show. No, I really think that there's so much in the world that I love that we can like explore random shit on the podcast and like things that would probably never get brought up in conversation. They do. And I think that's where you really learn a lot about the world is by being exposed to certain things. You know, I completely think that in this world, you won't know until you try it, no matter what that is. And that could really be something that you're holding yourself back from, not just in a personal aspect, but even like in a worldly aspect, not what we're talking about specifically five minutes ago, but apply this to everything. We don't know unless we try. And my favorite thing that like TikTok has kind of exposed me to is how other countries portray Americans and how they think that we're just like in a Gucci belt, but we don't really have a real one. It's a fake one. It's like America's a third world country in a Gucci belt. I've heard that. And that really started to change my perspective on like what other people think about America. I really love your ability to make anything an inspirational conversation. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about finger and buttholes. It doesn't, you're going to be like, listen, and I just love the way that you're wanting to explore. And I want to support you and give you inspirational messages about it. And also, let's talk about America. I mean, it's facts. You, so my husband is, um, one of those people who believes that like the whole U.S. is just like going down in a shit show and he's happy to talk to you about politics at any time in the most offensive tone that he possibly can with his very strong opinion. And I am very much the opposite. I don't give like and the more I hear about it, the more I truly do not give a fuck and I'm tired of hearing about it at this point. Like, I don't care what you would do if you were in a leadership role. You're not going to be the president. I don't care. Anyways, that's just my own personal thing to work through. But I can't tell you how many times I hear you and Paige, he calls you Kentucky. You and Kentucky should talk about this on the podcast. You and Kentucky should really talk about this. This is real shit that people need to hear about. You and Kentucky should talk about this. <laughs> what is our topic request? Do we have a okay, so one of them, one of them is, oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this because I didn't pay enough attention. Um there is a spot at the border in like Texas or something like that where there's a crazy amount of accidents that are happening because people speed across the border right there and they don't stop. And so there's so many people that die right there. Um, there's so many. I, I couldn't even. Um, he thinks that we should have conversations about the inflation of money and things that people should do to so for him he collects silver and so his thing is like he's going to get silver coins he's going to get things in silver because regardless of what happens with the u.s dollar he's got silver backed up and he's like women should be prepared and especially a single woman who doesn't have a man preparing she should be prepared and does she have does she have meal kits for if like something goes down does she have a plan for if shit goes down what she's going to do the zombie apocalypse happens like we go to war like does she have does she have a safe zone how would she get here did like does she have extra is anybody asking her these questions is she buying silver and then i heard all about how recently so uh gold and silver they always fluctuate on the grant on the i saw a picture with squiggly lines and um right now silver is dropped but it's going to end up going up again and so right now is a really good time for people to be like buying and saving silver and investing money that way and taking money out of banks and um if like we get so like casinos and stuff, there was a um, casino that got hacked. I don't know how long ago it was, but they ended up having to, they lost like millions of dollars paying these hackers to get their stuff back. And then there was a, another casino just recently where they said, no, we're not going to settle with the hackers. We're not going to pay them off. And so the hackers were draining them of like millions of dollars a day and ended up having to pay them out to 
like get their circuits back. So he's like concerned that if everybody's putting their money into banks and stuff, then if you get hacked, the banking system goes down, whatever, all of your money is now tied into an electronic form of payment and it's not even real money. Wow, your husband sounds like a doomsayer. And um, unfortunately, in my lifetime, I didn't come here to partake in the doomsday. 1000%. I understand that there could be that timeline, but I will be on the next jet to the next timeline. Like I will skip a timeline. I will go on about my day and not be in the timeline where that is because I'm not a doomsday person and I just personally don't believe that I came here to suffer so I'm not preparing for suffering I promise you my will to survive lineage wise is low as hell because I'll just come back in a different form and <laughs> just, I have take like, me out and I'll come back again I just don't have much will <laughs> to like live on the like you know, like the edge of society <clears throat> apocalypse style. Um, I just, people in those movies that have such a will to survive doesn't resonate with me um, at all. And I promise your husband, you know, being practical about certain things like digital currency, I'm very aware of that. And I'm, I'm very much against it. But a lot of that is manipulation because they want things like homes and in assets to back up value rather than having gold and having things like that to back up value. But yeah. the thing that's really going to be of value is like, unfortunately weapons you know what I mean like that's like right now um you know I think the big thing is like where are where we are at with healthcare that's like the hugest problem because you know a society that profits off of sick people wants to keep everyone sick so as far as like what we really should be concerned about is like why they put poison in the food and why they're you know really uprooting native people from their lands like there's a lot of other like questions for me besides just like what would I do to survive probably it would just be offensive I'm not sure that I'm gonna you know truck through the fucking flea bed of branches to get to the other side you know like I don't know if I'm really ready for for any of that <clears throat> in this timeline I promise I'm not like even one of those people that would consent to that type of timeline I just am so delusional about certain things that I just think that I promise that's not happening in my lifetime so if I'm still on this I, life, I can't with you I just imagine you like someone knocking on your door to round you up and you're like I did not consent to this timeline I'm going back to bed Tauruses need rest and just like closing the door and like I and just being like I do not consent um I agree I find it something that I have really been um working on a lot over the like last I would say like 10 years with shadow work really has been having close relationships, friendships, romantic partnership, whatever, with people who have different concerns or interests that I do. Um, and even things that like, oh, that doesn't resonate at all with me, but it resonates with you and it doesn't change who you are as a person. Because I used to really struggle with feeling like in order for me to have close friendships or relationships with people that we needed to have the same thought points and viewpoints on everything and I think that there's so many different mental perspectives that I get of myself by having conversations with him or with people who just think really differently than I do and there's like a balance because there will be times that I'm like you seem unhinged and there are times when he'll be like, I just don't think that you're like thinking about this or, you know, like logicking through this because his brain works differently than me. And sometimes I still have a hard time with that inside of friendships. I would say that my marriage is the one place that I feel like I thrive in being able to be a completely different fucking human being. And I do things he doesn't believe in. And he does things that I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but when it comes to friendships, I have a hard, like if, if you're not 
open to like spiritual awakening and witchy shit, I probably can't be your friend. You know, I think it's really good to have that dynamic because, you know, you can't be the same as everyone around you, but at a sense, you have to know where you end and they begin. And I think that's important. It's like so many people mold into their partner or mold into their family or mold into some dynamic. It's like, like a fucking ice cube mold. Every one of them are the same shape, but you can fill some of them halfway. You could make different shapes. You know what I mean? Like if you really like wanted, but at the same time, like you're still a fucking ice cube. Like if you aren't willing to change and you just want to stay in a conformed zone that like constantly reassures and reaffirms your already current belief system. Like for instance, you know, you hang out people that, you know, don't have money. So they have misbeliefs about money. So then you believe that. So then you're stuck in the cycle with money. Like it all roots to like what you have been taught, what you're believing in, what you're consenting to. So it's important to know like them believing this doesn't change my belief and our beliefs can contradict and coexist at the same time. And there doesn't need to be some big battle or you know, misconception, like that other person, I can still accept and love them without them believing the same thing I do. And that's where like religion completely throws me off. Cause they're like, no, believe what the fuck I said or die or, or, or die or die. You know what I was watching was, um, this guy on TikTok. he stands outside of the Scientology building, um, on Hollywood Boulevard and he just or i would think it's hollywood boulevard it's in fucking hollywood and the scientologists walk up and down the street trying to talk to people and he'll be like it's a scam <laughs> it's a fucking scam <laughs> i just get joy every time this video i don't follow him or anything he just has been on my fyp for the last like three days and i was telling brian about it and uh i just think it's fucking hilarious i have a scientologist uh, an ex-Scientologist coming on Coven, actually. That's probably why you're seeing Scientology videos. That makes sense. But that is true. We have texted the word Scientology. That's wild. I mean, I don't get Scientology videos until now because you're talking about it. So you're welcome. So you're going to find that guy and you're going to be like, wow, I never knew. Um, also, stay away from it, Paige. It's a cult. Well, I mean, don't, I know they already them. have a leader, so you don't like them. <laughs> yeah, they're combating with my people. I'm trying to recruit everybody. It's crazy. You know, what my favorite part about what we've been doing is like, it really- I remember what's happening in January now. Fucking Christ. It really does turn people off <laughs> whenever they feel like you know something they don't know. And it's funny because behind you, it says knows all. <laughs> right by your head it says knows all but Jim and I really knows everything but then there's a step down from that and there's regular people and then there's a step down from that and that's crusty dusty bitches crusty dusty bitches you know what's funny the amount of shit that me and Paige find synchronicities about that people will just like people will never know the amount of times that you are like that we just crazy shit happens and we're like, we called this, like we literally had this conversation this morning that we already put this out. Like, it's just so crazy. What is really cool about speaking intention is like, if it's not for your highest and best, you're probably not going to get it. And if you're spewing negativity or hatred or jealousy or whatever, like that's only going to drain you to the point where you're so separated from like who you really could be. You know what I mean? Like people get so weighed down by drama and bullshit and just whatever distraction they want to feed themselves today. And I love that you can just see the progress when people are dedicating that energy to themselves rather than spewing that, you know, like even that dude that you're, you were talking about on TikTok, like he could do a million other things at this time though. You know what I mean? Like, I understand like that may be not a good thing, but it's like, are you really helping anyone? <laughs> like you're entertaining. He people. saved people from a cult. He's saving people from a cult. Okay. Well, I just, that is like, his life's passion. You know, it's like the same guy that sits on the corner and yells about Jesus with his bedazzled Jesus hat, you know, like I, I believe, you know, 
do you i did i did laugh recently um fuck what's it called i don't know what the city of sin in the bible is i always forget what the name is um but it was like the the women on earth now are the whores of whatever it was just, maybe it was babylon yeah no, yeah but there was another there's another name for like um I don't know. I just call it Slut City, but it has a name. Well, we won't take a Bible lesson from you because you don't even know what the name is. Okay. I okay. will remember, but the thing about it is that we decided to record late in the afternoon and I am already getting stoned and I'm comfortable in my sweater and my sweatpants and my very comfy blanket on my porn couch and I don't feel that I should be put on the spot having to remember jack shit <laughs> you know what I think you should be doing telling everyone exactly how you feel and that's all you ever do you, you're already breathing you're already talking and you're already <laughs> doing your life purpose I mean what more could we want from you there'd be nothing on the table you have left crumbs for the rest of us she ate <laughs> it all and she is doing her damn thing you know, Thank you. <laughs> I really can't believe that this year, like <clears throat> it's already October and like we took the month of July off, which means that we have been back for like a while now. And it's just really interesting that when you dedicate your time to something and it becomes like a revolving part of you, it evolves so much quicker than when you are not taking those steps, when you're thinking about it or when you're planning something. Like the planning phases of stuff seem so long, but then when you actually start executing that plan and doing that every week or all the time, it just feels so natural. And then when we don't record, I'm like, wow, I'm really ready to record now. It's funny that you bring this up because there's something, and I knew you were going to laugh at me. So I was waiting until we were on the podcast. I, so Brian left out of, I don't know if I told you this part either. So Brian left out of town last minute after we'd, our, the day that we got back from our three day vacation, because he found an a, a ambulance nine hours away that he was like, I want to go buy that ambulance and make it a food truck. And I want to have a second food truck. And I was like, what in the fuck? And he's like, I'm leaving today. Me and my dad are leaving right now. I'll be back tomorrow night. I'm going to go get this. And he's like, I found the perfect name. We're calling it the meat wagon because it's barbecue. So they went, they got this ambulance. Spirit was like, he's not coming home tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. So I packed him enough clothes for if he was there an extra night. And, um, Shit ended up happening with the truck. They ended up having to take it to a mechanic shop. So he didn't end up coming home for two nights. Well, I decided that I was going to use that time to be on my phone, make promo, do creative things. And then while I was sitting there, had the fucking hair up my ass to do a mediumship class. And so then I was like, well, I need to write out the whole syllabus tonight and I need to figure out exactly what I'm doing. So I was stressed out the whole day, chilling on my couch, writing this whole mediumship class because I had to do it right in this minute and it, I had to make it happen. And my friend was like, you literally just came up with this idea three hours ago and you're having an anxiety attack about it not being accomplished, but nobody even fucking knows you're doing it. And, and in that moment, it just made me think about how you'll always be like, what are you stressing about? Why are you, take your time. I don't know. What, what are you doing? It's going to happen when it's going to happen. Let's just reschedule it. Let's just cancel it. And I'm still, it was just an acknowledgement for me. I mean, I still got the class done by the end of the day. Let's not be crazy, but I didn't have anxiety about it anymore. And I realized that I am still working through the anxiety of being on a timeline, but it's a false timeline that I have in my head. But also once I'm made aware that I'm doing that, I know how to completely fix it, which I didn't used to do. I would then just be stressed out about the fact that I was stressed out, but I didn't need to be stressed out because it was an unrealistic timeline. And now I don't stress out about the stress. So we're making progress. 
I mean, when you rush yourself, I feel like you don't have as much inspiration. It's more pressure. Sometimes, sometimes though, like for this project in particular, it's like all of a sudden I can see the whole thing in my mind. And I feel like if I don't immediately put into action or get it out on paper in full detail of everything that I'm thinking, I feel like I'll forget it. And so then I feel like I have this thing that I have to do because I haven't exacerbated that creative energy. Well, I mean, if you have a surge of energy, it is always encouraged to like do it now. Like, you know what I mean? If you like feel that inspired, but not if you feel pressured, like you're pressuring yourself to do it now, because I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't forget it. Just like earlier when I was teaching class, I literally was like, just by memory saying things. And then the next slide would literally like have that on there. So like, I don't think that you would forget it. I just think that you are one of those people that's like, I want to get this out so I can start something else. And that's your problem. It's not really that you're going to forget it. It's that you think that you might as well do it now. So then you can do 29 other things instead. Of Probably you could put me, you can call me out like that. Probably. Um, speaking of things you're saying in class, Brian heard the tarot class and he's like, pop in your cherry. And I said, I was like, yeah, like when you got to go try something new and you're nervous to do it, you got to just go pop your own cherry. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Facts though. That's the facts. I mean, at the same time of like, when you step into your power, you're literally like, you're a novice. You're like a virgin. You are starting something new that is scary to you. That is like not. You're Amish. I said you're a virgin. I swear to God, you started that out with your Amish. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I said you're a novice. A novice. Oh. <laughs> novice. <laughs> you're Amish. And then you use power for the first time and you're drinking a Mountain Dew at the fucking gas station because I've seen one do that but then i heard that they're not amish they're mennonites yeah there's a difference they can use electricity so if i are- forever ha- have you heard the song amish paradise by weird al no oh my god so it's a parody of gangster's paradise but when i was growing up my mom listened so weird al does parody music he's like the og of parody songs no you um but he did and so I thought that was the original song so then when I heard Gangster's Paradise I was like what some shitty fucking music is this yeah so you were thinking that Coolio is a poser but yet he's the OG facts you know it'd be like that in life sometimes sometimes people mistake the replica for the original and then they find out that it's fake and it's not the original it's not the original recipe what can you do but they want you to know anytime that they come up with a recipe i tell you what my favorite is when they don't have the flavor the seasoning or the sauce but they are trying to sell the recipe they're like well fuck someone else makes money on this recipe let me just take what i've learned and spin it back and let me regurgitate it and sell it that, that'll probably be the best bet you could ever do, you know? I had no idea when we were, when I was starting out projects, when we were starting out a project together and stuff, I had literally no idea how much energy goes into doing your own projects and to doing your own shit. And I think that, because I try to psychoanalyze everything. And I think that one of the reasons that that shit just perturbs us inside of our fucking souls that people just may not ever understand until they're in our positions is what a slap in the fucking face it can feel like when you work so hard to be at a certain point that you would like have intuitive messages to speak or things to do, or that you would be comfortable enough to put yourself out there and start doing things and sharing yourself. And then that there's dusty, crusty, musty tuna fish bitches who would just take your shit, copy it and try and put it out there. Like it's their own. 
I mean, I think it's just scammer culture. And like I said, a few years ago, whenever I had um, a quarterly astrology reading, she was like, when Neptune moves into Pisces and Saturn is in Pisces, you're just going to see an influx of people who are trying to manipulate the system because Neptune would be the manipulation and Saturn would be the system. And then Pisces is like the mystical leader or a spiritual leader, as well as um, the zodiac sign that's the very last one. So it encompasses says all the signs that came before it it's like almost like you know moving through the tarot when you finally get to the end and you're at the world card you know it's like there's so much that happens along the way and I feel like the last couple years has just really revealed people who had the mask on it's like Neptune wanted to keep the mask on but then Saturn was like no if you're gonna be here you're you're gonna have to take your mask off like you can still try to you know pull the wool over someone else's eyes but you have to show yourself kind of thing and I feel like that's where this big reveal of just even the the corruption like within politics just like so much with like you know, them putting Trump on trial and, and all of these things, like no one voted for Biden. I'm sorry. I've never heard someone say that they support Biden, especially not in my generation. So I don't know if just people just don't vote or they really did rig the election, but it would make sense that the one year that at home voting was like encouraged that the election was rigged. And it sounds to me like there was a plan from the jump because Trump won with like no funding from any government institutions or, you know, backers, like he backed his own. And I feel like as much as people maybe didn't like him, there was a cult following for him. I have met more people who support that person than in my life, any other politician that I can ever name in my generation or beyond. So not to be like biased or, or even like say that I think that he should win or shouldn't win that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is the election was totally fucking rigged and there's something about the corruption that's being exposed right now and it is the Saturn and Neptune transit through Pisces because Saturn mm -hmm. takes you know three to three and a half years to move completely through sometimes four years sometimes a little less it just depends but Neptune takes a while like seven years or something like Neptune's about to be there for a bit and Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces so Neptune's like at home Neptune feels safe to take off his mask Neptune feels like you know what fuck you bitches I'm about to go right in front of you and steal from you I'm about to go right in front of you and talk shit about you I'm about to go right in front of you and fuck you over and I feel like a lot of people feel that way in the politic aspect like you said your husband was talking about and then just beyond that I think that institutions in general have been scamming and taking advantage of people weaker minded people you know like especially landlords and just like you know these slumlord people that own these apartment complexes that don't take care of them or take care of their people like but expect their rent to be paid on time. You know what I mean? But like your air's been broke for three weeks. I've I've heard people be like, yeah, you know, the storm happened and half the roof got ripped off and my landlord hasn't did nothing. Like, you know, just whatever. And I just think that right now there's a lot of like a grand illusion and exposure happening. And I'm very thankful to see the people for who they really are. Like as much as like, it's a shock value of like, wow, I wouldn't think that you would do that to me. Or I wouldn't think that you would say that about me or it doesn't matter. Cause what I think and what you think are two different things. You know what I mean? Like what you're going to do and what I'm going to do are two different things. And I have to give people the space to really show me their true colors and like show the world their true colors. I feel like the world stage. I mean, that's why the government's like aliens are real. We know motherfucker. Like we know. Thanks. Next one. Next. Tell me something I didn't know. You know what I mean? And I just think like that sounds like a Neptune Saturn transit through Pisces. Aliens are real. No one cares. Like no one said anything. Everybody's just like thumbs up. Listen, I don't know anything about Neptune Pisces, but what I do know is that I don't like uh, things being assumed because of statements that like I ever make or whatever, like 
I don't, me saying that I don't like Biden doesn't mean that I like Trump. And me saying I don't like Trump doesn't mean that I like Hillary. Like it doesn't have to be like an either or thing. And this either or objective is really just being pushed down everybody's throat all of the time. I literally have um, this commercial that's coming up on my Hulu when I'm watching it being like, choose Reese's or choose Kit Kat. And it has a thing on my remote for me to vote on one of them. And then it shows me a commercial of both of them together. And it really is like, we're going to be doing whatever we're wanting to be doing. Your vote or your opinion on this doesn't really matter. Like we're not even taking it into consideration, but we're going to shove this in your, this part in your face and we're going to make you want this. And it happens in all areas. And it just like, causes so much division and i think that regardless of where you stand on things what your political opinion is on things or whatever i think that thinking that other people are lesser human beings because they have a different opinion than you or being scared of people who have a different opinion of you or of what you believe i just think that it bruise a fear mindset and I talk to my husband about that all the time we have all kinds of conversations where I'm like you can't be in that funky ass energy thinking about that stuff all the time like that starts to affect you it starts to affect how you see other people and there's a difference between like paying attention and being assertive about things versus being paranoid about things and I think that people should try and find a balance and Juber's messaging me while we're talking she said she misses me wow Wow. Well, you know, I think people are in fear and that's what the news, that's what the media, that's what constant connection breeds. You know, the reason our grandparents and people are so happy is because if they wanted to put down the paper and shut up, not hear the bullshit, they didn't have to hear the bullshit. You know what I mean? They could put a record on. There was no commercial. There was no shove something down your throat. Like if they didn't want the news they didn't read the paper you know and I think that now it doesn't even matter if I'm minding my own business I'll just be scrolling and it's like breaking news this that this a kid ran out in the street and I noticed recently I had interacted with a lot of like animal adoption posts because one thing I'm gonna stand on 1000% is if you get a fucking animal and you rehome it three to five years later I don't care if it bit you I don't care what it did you are a piece of shit I don't care if it bit your kid unless it attacked them we need to work it out we need to work out the family dog situation because at the end of the day people treat these pets and these animals like they're just trash and they're replaceable and then they replace them a year later with a kitten and I've seen it I've watched you all I've seen people do this and like I can't stand it I mean you've ended up with a dog someone dumped someone else I know recently adopted a dog that someone dumped like it's not fair to other people especially like to know two people in my life that recently dogs were adopted like just dropped off on their property that are really good sweet female dogs it's like they breed these dogs or they do whatever to them and then they just toss them they get the money for the puppies and then they don't care about anything else and I am over it like that's the one thing I'm going to stand on I don't care who you want to vote for what you believe our political party should be doing if you get an animal and you don't keep that fucker till it dies I'm not your friend I don't care what we're doing here you know, one of my friends told me when she worked at the vet that like 50, at least 50% of the people that put their pet down, they're under seven years old and it's because they're moving or, ha- or having a baby. Yep. And so also people, I, I don't understand why people don't think of the emotions and traumas that animals can keep too, because first of all, this dog is... We just took her to the vet. She's a year old or 11 months old. And so when we got her, that was Father's Day is what, June? So we got her. Like six months ago. Yeah. So she was only like six months old when she was out and showed up. And now she has such severe abandonment that I've had to change around the entire schedule of me going into my office because somebody has to be here with the dog. She can't just be by herself. She like 
freaks the fuck out and is scared. And it's not like a, I'm just being annoying because I want to be pet. It is a, I am so concerned that you're never going to come back. And like, you know, I try to work with her on that. I'll take her to the store and I'm at the point now that I can go into Dollar Tree and I can go witchy shopping. Um, and she isn't barking at me and going crazy and waiting. She just stares at the fucking door now. So we're making progress. I don't know. I just think that so many people, especially with the holidays coming up and my entire stance on it is every time you get a pet that you don't care for, you are accumulating so much karma that I promise you is adding up and it is not it's not safe for you to get another pet if you don't plan on keeping it. And I know things come up, living situations change, but I do not give a fuck. You got that animal and you had the intentions of keeping it when things were comfortable. So now you need to keep it when things are uncomfortable. I've heard of people being straight up like, I will live in my car with my animal if I have to, versus the people who literally leisurely put their animal down because they're moving. Get a grip, get a life. Like I That's can't. disgusting to me. I mean, what do you do if you have a kid? You figure out how you can do the things with a child. You don't have the option to, I mean, I guess you do have the option to be like, buy a little Timmy. This is your new family, but that would be fucked. And people look at that as being bad, but they don't look at it with animals. I also think that people should not gift other people pets. Because then you put, you're making the choice for somebody else that now they have to be responsible of an animal i'll make jokes about like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna have a kitten at your door or whatever i would never gift somebody a pet you know and honestly i've had people recently trying to like guilt me into taking kittens and like as much as like i would love to have another cat i'll just be honest if i get another animal i would like to try to adopt like a like not like an old, old animal, but I would like to adopt an animal. I wouldn't want to just like get a puppy or get, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to get a family dog and we're going to raise it, then that'd be one thing. But if I'm just solo going to get a pet, I would probably just adopt an animal because I feel like it's so sad to watch these animals in the shelters. And I wish I wouldn't have started interacting with those posts because now that's all I see on my feed. I can see you adopting like an elderly owl okay <laughs> yep i'm gonna get my talon glove on and i'm gonna just shimmy an down owl? The you don't yeah. need that for an owl it's not a bald eagle i'm gonna shimmy down the rock <laughs> i'm about to shimmy baby i'm gonna shimmy with my owl what do you mean you can see me adopting an owl where are we going a sanctuary i don't i could i could just if i, I there are certain animals that i could picture you with like I could see you sitting there like the the crone with a fucking owl on your shoulder. I could just see you doing it. I could see you having like, I could see you having an old monkey and being on the phone with me and being like, this monkey's getting on my damn nerves. Like I could just see it happening. A monkey? Oh my God. Don't say no. Watch, you're about to start getting all these exotic animal pet adoptions. I'm pretty sure I'm year of the monkey. See, you're about to find a monkey or a, a homeless gator or something. I mean, my friend's the year of the dragon, and I don't think she's getting a dragon, but stay tuned. My husband's year of the dragon, too. What are you? I'm a dog, I'm a loyal bitch. And that's why a dog found you. You're familiar. I know. That's what I, I've always told Brian that I wanted to have a dog and that's the animal that I always wanted to have. And when I was supposed to get a dog, he came home with two pigs and was like, I traded a generator and I got two pigs instead of getting you a dog. And so I was like, dope. So then I had a pig, which is cool. Like Willie's cool, but it's not a dog. And now I've got Lula and um lula thinks that brian is her husband and so but she likes me more but she thinks that brian is like she thinks that we're sister wives i think um which is you know whatever i get the dick so it's cool i'm you confused what do you mean she thinks that he's so she, she is like 
no, I don't want you to go over. Like, like if I go over to like give him a kiss or he gives me a hug or something, she's straight like will bark. And then she'll try and stand up on her hind legs and like shimmy in between us. Like she'll put her arms on me and try and like put her body in between us or yeah. Or like, um, we have to cover her like a bird at night. Cause if you try to do the freak nasty, she stares at you and whines. But she has separation anxiety, so she doesn't want to be in a different room. And so um, you just got to put a big old sheet over her like she's a bird, and then she's quiet. And then when you take your sheet, the sheet off, she looks at me with this, like, side eye while her face is down. Like, she's just endured torture, and she can't believe that this happened to her. Lord have mercy. Your cat or your dog's got issues. I'm like, I'm going to key on her one day and let her know whose fucking house this is no i'm just kidding she's so sweet dogs are fun and games but i just couldn't deal with like them chewing on stuff i don't think that's just not my thing um i'm very grateful i do not have a for a high active breed she is very mellow she really doesn't chew on many things. I think the biggest annoyance is that she loves rocks and she hides rocks in her cheeks when she goes outside. And so then when she comes inside, she's like, what are you chewing on? And she like is hiding in her house with a rock in her mouth. Isn't that bad for her teeth? I don't know, but her and my kid both collect rocks, so they must be mine. I mean, animals are for life. That's the statement. I don't care, but don't abandon your animal because of unforeseen circumstances. Because you wouldn't want to be abandoned in unforeseen circumstances. You wouldn't want somebody to just pull up and drop your ass off. So just remember that the next time you're like, that puppy's cute, or there's kittens, or XYZ, you ask yourself, am I willing to change a diaper on this animal am i willing to take this animal everywhere with me am i willing to invest time and energy and years of my life into this animal and if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no and i'm gonna need you to leave feeder supply and go the fuck home and open a book because you're bored some people just drop off their family members at other houses like that too. Like your your family gets old, you're just like, God damn, what house for old people can you go to? You know? I mean, I'm just going to say <laughs> all my family better have money for their nursing home because I'm not taking care of nobody. I'm not paying for shit. If you had poor financial responsibility, you're going to be uncomfortable. You might be on the streets fucking around. With I'm me. not wiping your booty either. Unless like... Yeah, you better. Yeah, my parents set themselves up. I'm over here like, if it was my parents, my parents set themselves up because they didn't want me to have to do that. And I guarantee you, my dad does not want me to ever wipe his ass. I guarantee you, there's a flip coin to that. And some people, they're not even worried or in regard to what happens to them when they're older. They don't have any plan. So for all those people, don't call me. I want you to shoot me. A lot of people do not have a plan. I know they don't. If I'm at that, if I'm at that age where you're like, damn, she's really old. Take me out. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not doing anything. If you have to put me in somewhere and just waste all of my money, but it could be your inheritance because now I'm old and you think that I need to go play bingo and eat mashed potatoes. I don't take me out, coach. I played the game. I'll come back again, different player. I don't want to do it. And that is, please, poison cocktail, hex my shit. I don't care. You know, I just think I'm going to live a very prosperous life and I'm not going to be wrapped up in fear. I'm not going to work out where I end up. I want to become a tree. I want to put my ashes in a tree. I want to be a tree too, but... I don't want to be in a home before I'm in a tree. I want you. I'm telling you my last wishes. God damn it. Murder. I want you to take, I Murder. want you to take me out. Murder. Kill me. And then I want you to have like ominous music at my funeral. Like you literally just said, I want you to kill me. And then 
She'll be like, I will haunt you till the end. <laughs> if I haunt you, I'm going to, I'm going to be that person that goes really close in your face. And then I stroke one side of your cheek with my little hand and I look at you. So if I ever die and you feel that, just know that it's me on you. You know what I mean? Tell you something. Remember when I was talking about Patreon's platform having that glitch? Yeah, that money didn't go back into my account. And they said that like a bunch of users had that issue and that they're working <gasps> to fix it. Are they going to give you back your money? I mean, yeah, I guess. But they said they don't know what's going to happen or what the timeline is. Yeah. So a couple of days ago, I withdrew what I had in Patreon because I always leave it in there till the end of the month because I just use it, you know, towards rent or whatever at the end of the month. Um, and I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that. So I've been taking my money out in little increments so that I don't get that at the end of the month because that's so that's so crazy. I mean, they said that it was a glitch for a certain time frame and it affected so many people's payouts. So they are they know it's an issue and they know they owe me that money. But she just said that they're having, like, they're not sure what they're doing about it. Like, they're working on it, though. She said she'd be in contact with me. I mean, you would think that if it failed, it just would run back to the running balance because I was able to make a cash out like a week later. Um, but I mean, luckily it was less than a hundred dollars. So I'm not like, it's not a like huge deal. I, I want the money, but obviously I'm not like that worried about it. if it was like the whole month worth or something like that, then I maybe would have be a lot triggered, but I'm not that triggered. I mean, I'm just kind of at the point where it's like, they know they fucked up, so they're going to have to fix it. But what's up with Patreon, Spotify, every fucking platform recently glitching and having issues. And what I think it is, is that a lot of people, they were cutting their IT departments and different things during COVID. A lot of IT workers got laid off like a shit ton. And they thought that AI was going to fix their problems. So what I find is AI is making their platform worse. Like AI doesn't actually know how to tackle real life issues. Like it may be able to get some of those, you know, computed formulas but like i think that they thought computers were going to just take care of computers but it's like no people have to do that and they're gonna still have to do that and i think that once these platforms like you know like you said the casinos just beyond like once these people realize that their server's too big for their britches you're gonna stop letting people make accounts like imagine if they made patreon like exclusive like we only accept ten thousand new members a year period you know what I mean? Instead of thinking like any one of their mom can sign up at any time or same thing with Spotify for podcasters or anything like not that you have to limit, but it's like if your platform's too big for its capacity and you have so many dead accounts of people who made them but never used them, it bogs up your server. And I just can't wait for all of them to like learn their lesson and Zoom, their stock has dropped significantly like it was up over a hundred dollars during the pandemic but I looked and zoom's yearly revenue was like in the billions last year like four billion a couple years before that they had no revenue at all like they their stock was like eight dollars and now it's like 60 something but it's just crazy like how times and evolution like they think that AI or they think that these solutions are going to help them like let's get more users but the thing is is like if you can't even properly care for or cater to the users that you have like that's where I think Instagram wants to be TikTok with like the sponsored and the the subscriber feature and like letting people buy the check mark because they don't want you to have to work so hard anymore because they want you to be on their platform. Like that blue check mark was boosting people's heads. Like I go see people all the time and they have 800 followers and a blue check mark. It's like, you're not important. And I promise you, no one's trying to be you. Like if you have over, you know, a certain amount of followers and you have scammers, I could see where the blue check mark could work or could help you. But at the same time, it's like, 
the people that just do it because they thought it was of significance, like Instagram and Facebook or Meta was just lining their pockets. Like that was the whole goal with that. And that's where TikTok's new goal with the TikTok shops. Like why does every shop have a 60% off coupon? Because you're giving, they're acting like there's a coupon, but they're really just giving you the full price. Like this candle was not $60. So now it's 20. Yep. But I will say that I was getting a lot of the sponsored ads on TikTok for the slime, the Halloween slimes and all the slimes. And last night they got me. I ordered $40 worth of slime. You're they fucking got lucky. me. One was called Dracula's <laughs> Honey. Okay. Yeah. My thing is that I really need for companies and platforms to stop trying to expand themselves visually and we have this new thing we have this new feature and this new update and we're doing this because they're fucking up every single time so spotify for podcasters was anchor and when it was anchor no fucking issue anchor always ran smoothly i can't even tell you that i ever had to talk to customer service with anchor everything was so dope then it went and be, and it became Spotify for podcasters. And now I have literally had to be on hold with customer service like 10 times now. And like, oh, yeah, we recognize this issue is happening. And it's like, well, you recognizing that you have an issue of not being able to create new episodes doesn't fucking help me. I don't care that you recognize the problem like fix the fucking problem and then one problem gets fixed and it's something else and I am trying so hard right now like and I told you I'm working so hard on my patience level about things and not letting things that like I can't control what the outcome is going to be with it anyways piss me off because it genuinely like really bothers me but it takes so much time and energy to be upset about something that that like that emotion is a natural response yes but that emotion has no active outcome like there's no positive outcome of it it's not being channeled into something that's going to be helpful there's nothing I can do with that energy to fix the situation it's not in my control and I'm at the point now that I can recognize when that's happening, but I'm not at the point where it's not my initial emotion. And that's what I'm trying to work on. Well, it's very natural response. Like, especially when I feel like I'm doing everything right. Like I'm following your guidelines. I'm following your rules. I'm bringing people to your fucking platform. You're making money off of me. And then when it comes down to you paying me or you making this easy for me to use or you being able to distribute the ads evenly or whatever it is, it's like, oh, sorry, try again, you know? And it's like, but what if I told you to try again when you took your cut of what you're profiting off me every month? Or, you know, like, what if I told you to try again? No, I'm gonna cash it all out. And it's the same thing, like with the government with taxes, how they don't make it blatantly clear, like what people can truly write off when they own a business or at all. And it varies by state and it varies by, you know, business type and all of those things. But it's like, so many business owners are totally buying things out of their own pocket, thinking that it's not a business write off. Like, why would teachers have to spend money out of their own like very base salary for their classroom or they're told their classroom has to be decorated, but there's no budget given to them to do that. And why wouldn't that be a tax write-off? Because they're not a corporation or like an LLC. They can't write that off. That's just like kindness of their heart. I think like if you spend most of your time commuting to a job, you should 1000 be able to write off your fucking car payment or at least an average of it. Maybe you don't get to write off the whole thing or you don't get to go drive a Corvette and write that off, you know, but it's like, why do CEOs of these corporations get to write off their yachts and first class? Like just because you're XYZ, why do you get to spend $4,000 on a round trip on first class and write that off on your business? when you can't even pay your people livable wages, you know? So it's like, there's so much backwardness, like with the way things are set up. And I think that the biggest like takeaway from that is like when we can't control it, 
the only thing that we can control is how much energy and time, like you said, that we're giving to it. And the moment that you see something taking you out of your power, like the moment that you see like, this is draining me, this is worrying me, this is working me up in some way. That's the moment that you have to like release attachment. I think most of what upsets us the most is our attachments to things like we want this fixed. You had it right. Like I'm real big on like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I do know that there's areas of improvement. Like just because it's not broke doesn't mean it can't be improved. And I totally agree with that. But I think there's a time and a place and a lot of platforms and social medias, especially they see the curve of like, subscriber content so they want to hop on this bandwagon of like how can I also make money from subscribers and unfortunately for people who are just consuming content we are moving very strategically towards a wave where you will have to pay for everything that you see whether it's a news app whether it's fucking Twitter or whatever they want to call it, whether it's Facebook or, you know, Instagram, if you want to see the things from the people you really want to follow, you're going to have to pay for it. And that is a very, very risky, dusty ass road because a lot of people that are super creative do not have the money to invest into themselves or invest into their content. So they're going to Instead of be creating content from the soul, they're going to be creating content with this purpose of, well, I have to generate money from this content. And if I have to see another motherfucker on Facebook that signed up to get paid, post things like, I need interaction or, you know, what do they say? Like, drop a selfie below. I always know that you're trying to get creator reaction or like just intake when you say dumbass shit like, what did everyone eat for lunch today? Drop a pic, drop a selfie. All the single people on my friends list, drop a selfie. You know, like you're not matchmaker. You just want two, 300 people to comment on this because they think they're getting something out of it. And really it's bogus ass content or like the people that take something they didn't write and make it their status. That's my favorite. And they try to pass it off like it. Like we all saw that viral status. Like we all saw the status that had 40,000 shares. And there's several people that we both know that do that and try to get reaction on their pages. It's, I mean, it looks like original content, but it's not, you know, at the same time, I think the originality goes out of the factor or out of the equation when you start getting paid for just very monotonous, like social media stuff. Like, do I think that everyone who has something to offer should get paid? Yes. But do I think everyone scrolling on Instagram or Facebook should be constantly shoved with ads, shops, subscribes and all this shit? Like, no, like leave the free apps alone. But the thing is, is these free apps, they have really brainwashed us to think that we need them, but they need us, period. Period. Mic drop. Do you want to end that on a human design card? Yes. Let's do it. Oh, shit. We have card number nine for momentum. It's plain. What you guys don't know is that Polly and I send each other plain emojis all the time all the time okay you put that back card number nine momentum the sign is sagittarius the gift is determination and the shadow is inertia the gift of determination such a powerful gift is bestowed upon you once you live from your heart just as the inertia of the shadow may seem immeasurable, the momentum of your determination builds with equal force once tapped. It is a well of depth and resource. Suddenly, each action you take is infused with purpose and meaning because life itself carries great weight. And you see the profound interconnection of every aspect of your life. Even the smallest, seemingly insignificant parts of your day serve a function and a larger goal. Nothing is taken for granted. Determination is the powerhouse of the heart. And then your shadow is inertia. 
This shadow appears in your life whenever you get caught up in unnecessary details and forget the bigger picture or worse, your purpose. It might feel as though you're merely getting through life versus taking hold of it and living with zest. You might live from your mind, which overtakes your being with convoluted messaging and perplexing thoughts concerning the future. This shadow can look like reluctance or in other words, the apparent inability to act due to low frequency cycles and patterns, a consequence of victim mentality. Alternatively, it could look like a frenetic restlessness or an overcompensation of energy in a million different directions. You forget to tune in and act with intention in your daily life. To sway from the shadow, regain your concentration on the present moment and what you feel drawn to now. Attempting to bring utter clarity to your future vision is actually adding more fog. Your themes are details, determination, momentum, and purpose. I love it. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And stay tuned for the big announcements coming up. And we will also be doing the full moon circle later this month. So subscribe to either Patreons to be a part of it. And we love you all. Till next time. Totally do.